can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome to another bonus episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored. I am your host, Sadaf Razi. I'm a former fashion editor and stylist turned digital beauty and lifestyle writer. And once a month, you'll be hearing my voice to give Hannah and Joe's vocal cords a rest. Each month, I'll be interviewing an influential figure in the beauty industry. Hailing from New Zealand, Annalie Kemsley is a makeup artist and content creator with over 100,000 subscribers on YouTube alone. Her passion for her craft and creating stunning and natural bridal makeup is what has made her such a success. Welcome, Annalie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, we're so excited to have you. Now we're going to jump straight in. What I loved when I watched your like About Me or introductory video on your YouTube channel was how you talked about falling into makeup, but you mentioned that you initially, you know, it was a passion of yours and, you, you know, you felt like you were gifted and talented at it, but you mentioned that you initially like denied yourself of pursuing that path because you thought it might be a dead-end job or whatever. What's your advice for people out there who are kind of dealing with similar thoughts and are a bit lost? Yeah, so I guess I can only really speak on maybe my experience of just how I felt with everything. But for me, it was more of not having that imposter syndrome to some extent as well when I finally found something that felt very true to who I was and what interested me. Yeah. And I'm very much an impulsive person where I react before I try and overthink things too much because I know when you overthink things a little too much, especially something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone, sometimes if it seems scary, you can find more cons than pros to why you should approach it and go for it. And I think sometimes just doing rather than thinking is sometimes the best way of like diving headfirst into something and then just allow the path to to really just show itself in front of you as it progresses. That's such good advice. Like don't overthink, just do. There's so many times I wish I had that advice to take because I feel like with so many things I've like paralyzed myself, like even posting something on Instagram because I'm like, oh, it's not good. But I think that's such a good way and you probably learned so much. And it's testament to, you know, that piece of advice because one of your makeup videos on YouTube has actually garnered over a million views. So you just shows that you should keep going and follow your passion. Yeah, no, that was really cool. It was definitely one of those things where I just, again, took one step at a time, didn't overthink it, didn't put a lot of pressure on it, and then it just kind of happened. (laughs) And yeah, it was quite surprising. It all just kind of took off really quickly. That's awesome. Now, bridal makeup is a specialty of yours. So tell us, what's the secret to makeup lasting all day and night? Like primers, waterproof mascaras, long-lasting foundations. Like, do you have specific product recos? I want to know what the secrets are because like if I'm going out all night or like after work drinks from like desk to night, like I'm applying the same strategy and products. Oh, 100%. We want that to last literally all day, all night. You want to wake up the next morning looking the same. That's yes. my, 
that's what I'm trying to achieve for all my girls. You know, have a big night. Yes. Not that I can join sleeping <laughs> in your makeup, but hey, if it looks just as good, I'm, yeah. I'm stoked that it's lasting that long. But I think, um, you know, the main sort of things are a lot of my clients be like, is my mascara waterproof? Yeah. Because I'm probably going to be emotional. Yeah. And you always want to plan for that on the day. So for me personally, I've been a really big advocate for using tubing mascaras as a recent. Oh. You know, they've really become on trend in the last couple of I don't know, maybe 18 months or so. Yeah. And I love the formulation of it because it acts like a waterproof mascara, but it's not as stubborn to remove. Mm. So the formulation with about 10 seconds of warm water on it will expand and then just peels off which is so great for someone who gets a little bit of smudging underneath the eyes or they don't want, you know, again, being emotional and um, on a wedding day and it running down your face. So it's a really good mascara in that regards because it acts like a waterproof mascara but isn't as tedious as one. When it comes to foundations, I have been absolutely loving the new YSL All Hours Renovated Foundation. Yes, I saw that on your Instagram. It looks lovely. Oh, it is it's kind of like full coverage matte foundation rethinked in the sense that it's adapted to that whole beautiful skin-like finish now without compromising your complexion. They've really nailed the formulation to not look thick and heavy, but to still act and do everything that it needs to do to mm. give that beautiful coverage that you might be after. And it's not a flat matte. They've really designed it to be an illuminous matte in their wording. So it still has a little bit of a lift to it. So yeah. it's not glowy in any sense, but it just looks a little bit more brighter on the skin. And that is a phenomenal foundation to last all day without feeling heavy. That's amazing. I feel like that's the perfect foundation for someone like me who gets like a really oily t-zone and like I always like looking dewy and glowy especially with my foundations but like I feel like I've always thought that like I wish there was a foundation out there that was like kind of mattifying and didn't make me look like a grease ball on my forehead but it didn't compromise on like glow so that sounds amazing I'm going to take note of that and such good tip with the tubing mascara as well I feel like if a bride wants to ask their you know makeup artist for that or there's any makeup artists that's like such a good tip to have in their kit because like you don't want panda eyes in your like speeches pics or whatever (laughs) (laughs) no not at all so for any budding bridal makeup artists out there what would you say is the key to achieving that flawless and radiant wedding makeup look or even for any upcoming brides what should they ask for because that's something I noticed in your content as well is you just nailed the brief when it comes to like enhancing your brides like natural features but they still look glam and beautiful and natural like what should people ask for yeah so I always refer to soft glam it's just a really nice enhanced version of yourself basically Mm, soft glam okay yeah so it's really just to enhance yourself it's like that fine line between yeah glam and natural yeah really just making the complexion look as like youthful and beautiful as possible and all that sort of stuff so yeah I think um soft glam is where my clients usually like to go that really timeless look so they can look back and really be like that's who I am and it represents me best I love that soft glam okay take note ladies (laughs) actually moving the other way now one of your brides on your Instagram was actually sporting like a beautiful berry lip do you think we'll see this becoming a bit of a trend in 2023 where people move away from like the traditional or ethereal makeup looks and get into like that kind of more bold and daring territory? Yes and no. I think with bridal makeup, it really has always withheld its own style and it does vary every season. Mm. But 
there'll be slight tweaks. And I don't know if this is going to really happen in the bridal industry because of longevity, but yeah. I know that high, bold, glossy lip is really in at the moment. I know Hayley Bieber was sporting it and yeah. I can feel it on the horizon, but the longevity for a wedding day, not so much. <laughs> Just for the pictures. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But I think we might see a little bit of a change in maybe the complexion again where we've kind of exhausted the high glow, high luminosity kind of look. Right. Uh, where we might be going a little bit more to that vintage soft porcelain matte finish, mm. but still having a little bit of a luminosity at the same time. Yeah, love. Okay. Mm. Now, when the makeup artist has packed up and left the venue, how can brides continue to touch up or keep their makeup looking fresh throughout the whole night? Yeah, so the biggest thing for a lot of people is two things, actually. Mm -hmm. It's oil control and longevity of the lipstick. And, you know, if you're like me, I love myself a glass of bubbles, so I'm going to be yeah. doing down the lipstick pretty quickly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> a lot of makeup artists do this, and it's really good to check in with them what they provide and what you should be providing on the day for yourself. Uh, for myself, I provide my my brides with a little kit. Ah. My brides and the bridal party, actually. Wow. So what I like to do is have a little pot with a disposable wand. And whatever lipstick we end up using, I'll just put a little bit in the pot. And I'll also have a little blotting paper. So that's really good if you don't happen to have translucent powder on you, that when you get that real you know, gentle slick of oil coming through after a long day, you can press it really gently against the surface of your skin and it will just absorb it. That is such a good idea. Like I didn't even know that was a thing, like that your makeup artist could make a little bridal toolkit for you. Like that is genius. Yeah. So any brides out there, make sure you take a mental note of that or save this episode because that is a really, really good tip. Now, in terms of skin prep, this is something you've mentioned before. So what can a bride do to like kind of set their skin up for success for their big day? Like how many months in advance? What should they do? I think the moment you book in your makeup artist, that's when you should really start considering your skin prep leading up to the wedding day. One thing is I always like to remind my clients that, you know, your skin is your canvas to your makeup and your makeup will only perform as good as how you treat your skin. Mm. And so if you've got someone that is your skin specialist, it would be great to go speak to them because they'll know your skin the most about, you know, yeah. what treatments you could be doing. Um, but just if you're someone who hasn't got a simplistic skincare routine, even just starting with a good cleanser, toner, moisturizer and SPF for the daytime, and you want to allow your skin to have a little bit of time leading up to the wedding to become comfortable with that. Um, even things just like your water intake is really important. Like mm. you wouldn't really think so, but internally it really makes such a big difference with the hydration of your skin, the plumpness, how your foundation sits on the surface of the skin. All that sort of stuff is really important. But yeah, look, even if I was to go back to like a really good simplistic skincare routine that I highly recommend, I love anything from Kiehl's. Mm. Oh, I just love this stuff. I stock a lot of it in my kit and it works on every skin type. Everyone loves it. And it's a really beautiful prestige brand, but it's such an affordable entry level price, I feel. Right. We stock Kiehl's, so that's good. Is there any like particular cult faves 
you like from the range or should people go and have a look and just kind of obviously pick what suits their skin concern like once they've booked yeah like a treatment or they can go on and have it like if they don't already have like a basic skincare routine should is that something they should do yeah i absolutely love the um ultra calming range and their moisturizer in particular i swear any makeup artist any bride any human on this earth needs to be using that um, moisturizer it's so beautiful that's such a good um product reco do you have any bridal makeup kit mainstays like <laughs> a foundation that looks great in pictures and shoots well like just a few things in your kit that are just always go-to's for bridal makeup hard question <laughs> yes so hard just depending on the overall look but again i have to refer back to my ysl all hours uh, renovated foundation amazing yeah but I have just been such a sucker for my studio fix from Mac like can't get rid of it oh yes <laughs> yeah that's a beautiful one and I also love Giorgio Armani a luminous silk ah uh, yeah just for more of that thin lightweight beautiful airbrush kind of finish to the skin it's amazing I can't go past a Maybelline mascara. Oh my God. My everyday mascara is Lush Sensational by Maybelline. Like I'm obsessed with their mascaras. That's Same. so cool. Yay. Oh my God. I so love good. that. They're just like the most affordable. They do the job, but yeah, it, that's so funny that you love their mascaras as well. And they're like in your, see, bridal makeup. Like they just, they're oh, so honestly. good. The fancy ones are good too, but like, for example, Lush Sensational, I've got like straight lashes. So if there's a bride that has like super straight lashes, this like, do you, have you used? lash sensational do you agree that it's really good with like curling really straight um, lashes it is the wand on it is incredibly designed with how it the curve really has a way of pushing up those lashes especially once you've got that second coating on yes. it's just chef's kiss it's amazing it's so good oh my god i love that i have like a cool record myself yay yeah. and yeah i'm like oh my gosh live in a silk and studio fix like our customers love that too yeah how far in advance should you actually book a makeup artist for your wedding day like yeah i would have no idea <laughs> i reckon just get in as soon as you've you know booked in your venue i think it's really important to prioritize who you really want and if a makeup artist is right up there make sure you're on top of that really quickly i've definitely found in the wedding industry i've been working in it for nine years wow people are savages and they oh are God. ready to book in <laughs> you know you just can't muck around how long are you booked up until like right now i kind of just give myself like 12 months in advance just so that you know wow okay it's so funny so i actually opened my bridal books on the first of january the year prior to the season that i'm booking out and a lot of my brides will get in touch prior to then and be like, hey, can I book in? And I said, just get in touch on the first from the 1st of January and then I that's when I'm taking on bookings. And honestly, every New Year's Eve at 12 or 1 a.m., I'm just so bombarded by like multiple emails from people trying to get in in the day, Whoa. which is like, I love, it's so, it's so amazing. Like, bless my, my clients are so dedicated. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, obviously a testament to your talent, but like also, yeah, like damn. So maybe as soon as you get engaged, girls, you need to like yeah. a year in advance. Like that's, yeah, see, I would have no idea. I'm, I'd probably just be like, yeah, six months. But, and also that's such a good tip is like, yeah, think about like who you, you're loving on Instagram or obviously Annalie's amazing. So check her out if you're in NZ or do you do, by the way, do you go anywhere else or are you just NZ? In the sense of like when I travel for brides and stuff. Yeah. So I'm based in Taranaki, which is in the North Island. And I, yeah, I travel everywhere, but I only take three out of town weddings every year now. Right. Just because it can, like I love traveling, but it can be quite taxing as well especially when you've got back-to-back -back weddings yeah and we've only got one airline so if you've got a cancelled flight you're uh -huh. really <laughs> no 
I'm really good at having like issues with flights. So um, yeah, no, just all over New Zealand, I'll travel. Yeah, amazing. Sorry, I just threw that in there. <laughs> hey, look, if anyone wants to take me to Australia, I'm happy to come. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We put it out in the universe. Um, but that's good. Yeah, like have a look. Like as soon as you engage, maybe just start looking on your socials and see like what makeup artists you like and just, mm. yeah, be really organized because it seems like the good ones are booked out a year in advance. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's so many artists out there with different styles. So I think, mm. look, even if you're not engaged, girls or guys, do your prep. Have your yeah. list of vendors ready to go so when it's go time, you're straight in there. <laughs> yeah, love that. That's such a good idea. And I remember um, before we press record, you were kind of talking to me about like vendors and stuff and like, yeah, getting in there and kind of prioritizing like if there's a makeup artist you've always loved or love, like mm. hit them up first and then your photographer or vice versa or whatever it is. And that's like a really good tip as well. So, mm. um, yeah, love that. Now I'm asking this next question for my own selfish <laughs> reasons as a wedding maker up artist I feel like you'd be privy to or have the best experience on the best long-lasting concealers that don't cake or crease too much now I do have to like preface this by saying like we talk about creasage a lot and I know it's unavoidable and you know if you show emotion like as our resident other makeup artist adore Megan says like if you show any kind of emotion you're gonna get creasage it's unavoidable but do you have any like little tips or hacks you could you use on your brides for example to ensure their concealers are set really well and don't slide off mm. or crease too much yeah I think you've definitely nailed it with the creasing if you're going to show emotion you're going to crease and I think having this illusion that you're not going to crease is you have to kind of let that go because it's just natural for me I really like to build up the product in the areas where it's necessary and then minimal in the other areas where again there's movement so just where we hold the shape in our eye sockets where we hold the depth that's mainly where we should be and wanting to conceal just because that's what we're trying to elevate. So I really hold a lot of the product in the inner corners of the eye. And then any excess goes to the outer corners. So then we haven't got a heap of product build up for the creasing. Yeah. It's really important as well just to make sure that your concealer air dries before you put any kind of uh, setting powder on it. Because if it's too wet or damp, it can darken it. But it can also make it quite chalky. So allowing the air to dry, it's quite important. And um, yeah, I really do at the moment love one in particular from Laura Mercier. What is it called? I think it's like the Infusion Concealer. And it's recently just gone into my kit and I'm just obsessed. It's got a little bit of a grit to it. So it's not too fluidy or hydrating in the sense that it's going to just kind of run into areas that it shouldn't be going into. It's a bit more stiff. Yeah. Yeah, that one's beautiful. I really have been enjoying using that on my brides. Yeah. Amazing. I'm like going to re-listen to this podcast episode myself and write everything down. <laughs> a little checklist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's so interesting you said that because I've actually, I get like really creasy eyes because I've like just natural folds under my eyes mm. and I've like been guilty of popping like translucent powder right on top and not waiting for it to air dry a bit. And I've wondered why my concealer has settled into my creases so badly, like only half an hour later. So that is the trick. It sounds simple, but I had no idea and I'm definitely going to like do that tip so that's so good <laughs> I think it's really good to remember as well not to overload the ah, translucent powder okay well. yeah so it's it, it's such a fine yeah line. <laughs> now we are all re-entering our makeup errors thank god 
I know this is such a hard question. It's like asking probably your favorite child, but what are some of the most popular makeup products you use? Like your just general, not just bridal, but makeup kit staples or faves, or if you can't pick just what you're loving at the moment, I saw you posted something about like the Huda Beauty eyeliner. Oh my gosh. I am such a liner queen in the sense that I will never, ever ditch the liquid liner. <laughs> Love it. I don't care if it's on people's ins and outs list of the year. <laughs> Staying. It's always in. Yeah. <laughs> I have gone through so many liquid liners in my years and that is the most incredible tip. It's so flexy and fine and you get the most incredible wing liner with it. So yes, that's definitely a, um, a cult favorite of mine. If I was to rattle off a couple of things, like I absolutely have fallen in love with the light reflecting foundation from NARS, of course. It's sold out everywhere all the time. <laughs> I love anything that's benefit eyebrows. Oh, anything. Yes. They like the purveyor of like good brow products. Like they're so good. I agree with that. Oh, can't go wrong. Um, I absolutely love any kind of like Fenty Beauty face powders. Ooh. So when it comes to their blushes, their bronzers, just amazing. Yep. I love the Tartlet and Bloom eyeshadow palette from Tarte. That one's really good. And nice. also Nudes of New York from Maybelline. That is such a good palette. Are you talking about that eyeshadow palette? It's like super affordable. It has like a thousand different like eyeshadow colors in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yes. I think we launched it on our site last year and we all got one and I'm not super like an eyeshadowy person, but I was like, this is amazing for the price and what you're getting, getting all these colors. And it's like, if you're going traveling or something, or if you're a makeup artist and you want it in your kit, it's literally got like all these beautiful earthy tones that are like, do they just seem universal? Do they suit? Oh, yeah. Yes. They like honestly have nailed that palette. When it came out, I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> An affordable product eyeshadow palette that actually is just so beautifully put together, but great quality and great price point again. And I think that's such a win-win for everyone. Oh, so true. Oh my gosh. Okay. I've, I've run out all my questions. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I need to use this time because you're just like full of good bridal tips, but thank you so much, Annalie, for chatting to us. And, um, you know, even our podcast producer, Kiara, she's getting married soon. So I know she's looking forward to this episode and I'm sure a lot of our upcoming brides Aww. are, but even people like me, I just, I wonder about all the, all the secrets and the long lasting, you know, makeup tips. So Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. You'll have to come back and visit us again for a part two because I feel like we could just keep chatting. I know. I so feel like that as well. No, I've had so much fun. So thank you so much for having me, inviting me to be a part of the, um, the pod. And yeah, thank you. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.